everyone, welcome to another episode of the Steel Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 19. I have no one to correct me today. Danny usually corrects me, of course, but Danny is not with me today. We, um, we got some snow here in Vancouver and everything isn't moving as quickly as it usually is. So I didn't want to trek all the way out to New West and decided to um, stick around here and see if I could tape uh, an episode. Forgive me if the audio is less good. I've got, um, I've got one of these and I think that should compensate for it, but if it doesn't, my apologies in advance. Today we are talking about uh, books essentially. Um, specifically the top three books that I most enjoyed um, during the 2016 year. Um, some of them are books I've, I've reread, some of them are books I've read for the first time, and some of them are books that um, uh, have, have totally you know, changed everything. So um, pretty good, but pretty uh, short episode, uh, quick and snappy episode today. Let's get right into it. Um, this isn't the first one, but... I have just started to dig into this one, and it is beautiful. It is a beautiful book. Um, this is the first book um, of his of this size that I picked up. I, you know, I remember the four-hour work week. It was small, right? Um, then I saw this one, and then recently I picked up the the other other ones, and <laughs> they're even smaller than this one. Um, so it's pretty amazing that he took a show and then then wrote a book. Like he basically repurposed the content. It's kind of a beautiful thing. It's, it's a similar way that um, uh, that Ask Gary V repurposed his content. Again, fucking brilliant. Anyhow, these are the three ones I chose. There's actually a fourth, but I gave that one away. Uh, so I'll, I'll mention it quickly, and I'll mention what I liked about it. But first, um, I'd have to say this was the number one game changer. And you probably hear me talk about these. So Eat That Frog, it's by Brian Tracy. And you probably... I've heard me talk about it a little bit before. That's just because it's it's made such an impact and it's such an awesome book. Um, this one I've read a couple times over the years, but I read it again this year, and um, it's just such a phenomenal book. I couldn't find a book on my bookshelf that I that I enjoyed more than this book. Rereading it um, for the second or third time this year, it's called The Alliance, and it's um, by the founders of um, um, LinkedIn, um, and of course, um, <laughs> the art of doing twice the amount of work in half the time, or twice the work in half the time, um, by Jeff Sutherland and his son, JJ Sutherland. I think that's how, yeah, that's what it is. Um, both, all three of them, phenomenal books. And as I, I'd really like to drive home, um, really, uh, the, whole, the whole intention behind my little, um, well, my office hours, which if you haven't joined, uh, Check it out on Wednesdays at um, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. I just, I go through a book. So each week I'll, I'll try and devour a book. Sometimes I'll miss, I'll miss the mark, but, uh, and you will know, read, you know, half a book and then half a book the next week. But um, I'm, my, my, half, the, half of the purpose is just to try and encourage other people to, to start reading. I think it's very um, easy to get wrapped up in, in what it is that you're doing um, in your business. And it's easy, um, and we, it's not easy to admit it, I suppose, to become a little bit arrogant and, and perhaps a little bit ignorant. Um, and I found myself in sort of the same, same sort of situation at one point. Um, 
And it wasn't until, you know, I found just some sort of palatable, some sort of digestible way to, to, to dive into books that um, things really started to change around. And I started to invest in myself a little bit. But let's get to the book. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, again, I've done this via office hours. Um, if you want to check it out, I think it was the most recent one. It talks about procrastination, personal productivity, stuff like that. Lots of wicked hacks. This book is essentially about, um, and, and I've heard about it before. I've never heard about it said in sort of this context. It's basically about doing the most challenging, um, lamest task first. It's the one that you avoid. It's the one that's been sitting on on um, your to-do list for weeks now. That task, um, unbeknownst to you and, and most people, is going to be the task that is generally, um, and they would say 99% of the time, the most rewarding task. It's the one that's most likely to make the largest impact on your life, on your business, and on your family. So their theory, and I, I'd say they back it up pretty well with, with science and tests and things like that, is that by t tackling that one first, um, you'll achieve more essentially. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. They call it a frog, isn't it? Uh, they call it a, um, the, the, the task that you've been putting off the most is the ugliest, nastiest, largest frog. So eat that frog, um, which is tackle that frog first instead of tackling some mindless or uh, less impactful tasks. And so they give you a bunch of, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, that, that's definitely the, the, the theme of the book or the thesis of the book, but um, they give you a lot of sort of tactics and strategies for how to um, how, how to tackle that, that list, um, how to decide what is the biggest frog and what are some smaller frogs, and then how to prioritize that and some, some hacks for doing that. Um, easily the, the, the most impactful book of, uh, of the year. And I'm, I'm just starting to, to implement many of these things. And um, I'll have some blog posts on it. Again, I've done it in, uh, on office hours. So I'm, I'm going to have a lot of information that comes from this book. Um, I'll take my I'll put my own spin on it the same way that I did scrum and hopefully I can put together a little a little guide, uh, if you will, um, on how best to to implement some of the, the tricks here, especially using like Trello and things like that. The next one, I've talked about this to uh, just ad nauseum now, Scrum, and it wasn't until this book, which basically gives you a framework for working as a team. And um, it's called Scrum. Um, they break it into, into how do I explain this? Kind of like um, one week intervals. They call it a sprint. So we have different sprints for different companies. And so, you know, Monday is one company's sprint. Friday is another company sprint. We've had to play with the dates a little bit to make it make it work with so many different sprints going on. But we queue everything up on on um, on a on a Friday, for example. Everybody knows exactly what we uh, have to do. We've gone to detail explaining every one of the tasks, and so people just look. They'll go into Trello. They'll look at their tasks. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly when I need to get it done. And um, and then you know right behind it, we have the the, the next task for um, for that person or um, for that team. And so they give you a lot of the tools, a lot of the theory, a lot of the uh, pitfalls, uh, things to avoid, etc. In this um, in this book, that will um, I promise you, and um, I, I give you my personal guarantee, will will make your team move uh, a lot faster. I, I haven't found a framework that that works better for getting uh, stuff done, at least in my space, better. Um, but I mean, they'll they'll go on to tell you that. 
it works in just about every space. They talk about general contracting, they talk about software development, they um, talk about all kinds of different types of companies. So I, I don't know that there's a, a company that, that wouldn't fit in this sort of framework. And I think they even they even mentioned that, that Tesla or SpaceX uses Scrum. So um, if they're using it, come on. So Scrum, amazing, amazing book. Last one. As my team starts to grow, uh, I'm finding principles from this book, The Alliance, to be more and more important. Um, there is, uh, I think you kind of, you want to hope that there is uh, a certain level of, you want to aim anyways, that there's a certain level of transparency and understanding and almost partnership uh, when you bring on uh, an employee that I think that's or a team member is what you kind of want to aim for. The last thing you want is a team member just leaving you high and dry. Like just leaving and, and saying, hey, sorry, found a new company, right? Which is really common in some spaces um, and common in some environments like Silicon Valley and whatnot where people are just getting poached left, right, and center. And I'm finding that a little bit in my in my own um, um, space, in, in the internet marketing space. It's, it's hard to find good SEOs, good technical SEOs especially, um, good link builders, guys who actually know what they're doing. Um, so by... What this book kind of kind of gets at is when you onboard someone, you really want to make it understood or known that you that you are their sort of you're you're their confident, you're their partner. You want them to succeed. You understand that they may not um, stick with your company for you know for all that long um and and you can kind of determine a time you can say okay um you know what let's let's just make a deal um you're gonna stick around for a year in that year um this is what our organization would like from you and um what is it as an organization we can do for you for example you um would like to eventually work at facebook um well we have some contacts at facebook perhaps and so it would be our mission to prepare you for that job, to give you the skills necessary to make that leap. Um, because if, if, if we do, if we can create that sort of deal, then we also, when you decide to leave, we leave or you leave as an advocate, somebody who will refer new people to us. And everybody's desperate for people. So um, that's that's a win for us. If we help you uh, help you get there, um, chances are you're gonna be you're gonna give us lots of notice. You're gonna help us with the transition plan. Hell, you might even help us find the, your replacement and train that replacement, right? And I mean if and if there's transparency in this sort of thing. Um, in, in hiring and, and, and being a team member, then there's chances, chances are there's going to be a lot more transparency in other things as well, right? Um, you're going to be able to, they're going to be more honest with you when they're not, you know, not feeling a, a you know, particular task or working with a particular person. And, and you're going to be able to mitigate a lot of those, um, a lot of those issues that often come up when managing people or managing different personalities that otherwise, you, you wouldn't have access to they would you know people would be having a chat in in a in a in a back channel slack group or um you know chatting at the, the water cooler or what have you right uh, and talking behind your back but if you if you create this framework right from from day one there's a much better chance that, that sort of activity won't happen and you will have an open and honest um and productive relationship with um um, 
with that with that team member. So I, I admit I haven't done a tremendous job of implementing this myself. I've taken little bits and pieces um, and applied them just sort of in a very piecemeal type of way. Um, but I, I do hope that in the new year, I, new year I can get a little bit more serious about this. This is just I, in in my organization there because we've kind of moved and grown so quickly. There's a lot of that foundational stuff that's missing right now. Like it's very hard to implement this when somebody that's working for you doesn't even have a goddamn job description, right? And that's just because we need them right away. We hired them on the fly. It wasn't a position we'd hired for before. We didn't even know we needed it. Not only that, the job started as this and now is that. Um, and we just haven't taken the time to kind of slow down. And we've been very fortunate that these people have, um, these wonderful people that are working with us have adapted. And, and, and um, you know, we haven't had to be I'm so strict about like expectations. They they just want to do a good job and they do a good job, but that doesn't that doesn't always exist. And so uh, frameworks like this are very helpful. And, and so I, I this would be the the third book that I would highly highly recommend. So the Alliance, Scrum, Eat That Frog. That's it for episode 19. Thank you as always for your attention. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate your time. I'm trying to keep these a little bit shorter. I know um, we all have uh, busy lives. Uh, if you haven't checked out the podcast, um, please do so. We basically just rip the audio track and and, and throw it in um, iTunes and SoundCloud and all that kind of stuff. Might be just a little bit more easily digested format if you're on the treadmill or whatever. Um, uh, if that is your uh, medium of, of preference, um, leave us a review. Uh, would love that. Subscribe. Would love that. Um, um, or if YouTube's your thing, or Facebook's your thing, a like, a subscribe, a comment, share it with someone. That's all. Um, uh, it all goes a long way to 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 keeping us pumped and keeping us excited about putting out more content. So that's it. Um, this may be the last one for Christmas. Uh, I don't know whether I'll get around to doing one next Monday, but um, we'll we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> Thanks you again for your attention uh for your time and uh and have a wonderful holiday season thanks guys